I'm Justin from Working a Premiere. I'm cold, I'm tired, I'm hungry, and I can't feel one of my fingers. This is the perfect start to episode 53 of Have You Seen? Yes, fresh from the glitz and glamour of uh, Danny Boyle's trance premiere, where I stood spitting distance from Vincent Cassell and James McAvoy and Rosario Dawson and the man himself, Mr. Boyle, uh, and uh, smack my microphone. This might be a low-key episode. Uh, I am Kieran, tired from the cold, the fort. Yeah. And that's Tom Webb, who yeah. I can't think of a clever nickname no. for. Well, I'm still we were going to be the bunny and the bull, and I couldn't work out how to get it the right way around. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm still knackered from doing the premiere for G.I. Joe Retaliation last yeah. night. Yeah, work's picked up a bit, yeah, it? It has, yeah, just yeah. in the last couple of days. And we've got an office move coming up. Oh, that's going to be fun. Very soon. That is going to um, be fun. Which we're going to try and not let it, but may delay. Let's yeah. say now it may delay the next show. Yeah, it might impact on it. I'm can't, uh, I'm we're going to try and thinking... not let that happen, but... No, it might push us back by a day or so, but I'm sure yeah. basically what will what will either happen is it will push us back by a little while or we will find somewhere alternative to record, which might not be such great audio quality, but yeah. uh, at least we'll get the show done. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, I'm going to start the show with a very important question. Yeah. Would you like a chocolate muffin? Yeah, actually, yeah, I would. How have you got? A cho- why have you got a chocolate muffins? Because I stopped into a supermarket on the way back from the right. square. Literally, I, I quite literally walked in through the door five minutes ago. Yeah. Um, and uh, I went via Tesco. Brilliant. And grabbed. So uh, amazing. We'll we'll be noshing chocolate muffins while we talk about Argo and Bunny and the Bull. Yep. Um, Excellent. What do you fancy doing first? Um, what notes have you got up? Uh, I have Bunny and the Bull open. Okay, do you want to so do that? Yeah, because it's easier for me to do that than it is for you to refine, find yours. Okay, brilliant. Okay. I should kind of recap Bunny and the Bull yeah, a bit. Yeah. You take your first bite of muffin while I do that. Okay. Um, I can sum it fairly simply as uh, an obsessive compulsive shut-in reminisces about a crazy round Europe trip he took a year ago with his hedonistic best friend. I could try and sum it up simply. I could also trip over the end of the sentence. And I can also watch Tom... Just drop crumbs all over his notes. Do you know what? If any episode needs to be a video episode, it's this one. Probably, yeah. Um, it's, a, it's a very low-budget film. Uh, I said last week, it's my, my, my iPad keeps rotating. Stop rotating. You can lock it. Yeah, I know. I've just done that. Um, it was made for £750,000, mm. so $1.2 million in American. Uh, and that's nothing for a film, especially one that looks like this and has Absolutely, a very distinct yeah. visual style. Um, I like it because it's it's absurd. Uh, it looks great. Um, I think it's a lot of fun, and uh, ultimately, it's quite a sweet story about friendship. Um, but let's see what the rapidly chewing Mr. Webb <laughs> thought of it. Um, overall, I liked it. I was gonna say, I sorry. I was also going to say I had I have no idea how you were going to react to this. No, because I think I thought you were either going to like it or you were going to really not like it. Yeah, it was kind of weird because I love what it was interesting. I think I love bits of it. The th- I think the thing I I think I didn't <laughs> easy was that a mouthful head- a bit too much. I just headbutted my microphone. <laughs> um, I think the thing I liked least was how long it was. Okay, I thought it was it was a bit too long. It I is a little bit too. long. It's a little bit ponderous in places. Um, having said that, it the style is just fantastic. I mean, it's just beautifully done. I do think you'd like the production yeah. design and the yeah. and I and I just love the attention to the detail in like just the transitions from scenes and things like that and it was just such a brilliant way of doing things. Mm. One of my favourite parts was um, 
there's a scene where Ed Hogg's character, um, Stephen, is... Is that right? I've got it right. Or Simon. I can't remember. Well, Simon Farnaby is the other actor. I think it's Stephen. Tell you what, I'll do the IMDb thing. Oh, okay. You keep talking. So basically, he's reminiscing about a part of the road trip, and he like a map is unfolded on a table in his flat, and the ca- and it kind of the camera moves down onto the onto the map, and then rotates round. And you, you Stephen, well done. And uh, and then you be- kind of the scene then unfolds, but rather than it transitioning into that place it's still all taking place on the map on yeah. the desk. So you've got the people standing there interacting with the objects and talking, but the background, rather than having a blue sky, you mm. can kind of see boxes and shelves and things in the background where, mm. that is the rest of his his apartment or his, his flat. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, I, you know, it's just things like that I really loved. And just basically just moving from one scene to another was always done in a brilliant way. Or, mm. you know, there were just... I know it's... it's in, it's incredibly creative style. Mm. Um it it struck me a bit kind of Terry Gilliam, but less busy. Yeah, almost like a stripped down. Yes, yes, pared down Terry Gilliam mm. um, sort of feel to it. So yeah, I mean, I loved all of that, all of the way that looked. Um, I think uh, the two, I, I, the relationship between the two is brilliant, and Simon Farnaby is just mm. he just gets all the best lines, mm. and he's just fantastic. Yeah. Um, one of my favourite lines was uh, "Girls don't like grammar chat." Yeah, and, and it's just things like that that mm. when he, you know, he's he's laying down the law, and mm. it, I don't know, it's just incredibly inventive, and um, it was it was a real interesting watch. But like I said, it's a bit long, so a bit, it feels a bit full on. Mm. Um, I can see why this sort of thing would work better in a series like Mighty Boosh does. Yeah, where you have it for half an hour, and you kind of then mm. then you kind of get your respite, and you kind of mm. can come back fresh the following mm. week. Um, well, me. Spoilers. Yeah. At what point did you figure out Bunny was dead? Um, probably um, when they when he started appearing in the flat. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically, the way the action takes place, you've got you've got uh, Stephen in his flat as a shut in. Mm. He's been afraid. He hasn't left for a year. Yeah. So he's agoraphobic and he, mm. he's shut in and he's and these all these things in his flat are sparking these memories of this road trip. Um, and there comes a point where some of the characters from that road trip appear in the flat in the same dressing gown as him yeah. and the same outfit and stuff and start interacting with him in the flat. And that's the kind of the point where you realise that either the whole thing is a delusion mm. or, you know, or there's something weird going mm. on, you know. Um, well, there's something weird going on here every yeah, frame yeah, of this yeah. movie, but yeah. yeah, you know what I mean, uh, sort of plot-wise. There was all sorts of bits and pieces that I, I just thought were, were really good. And, mm. you know, um, I like Noel Fielding turning up as the matador. And, yeah, yeah, he's a, as convincing a Spaniard as Christopher Lambert is a Scotsman. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, yeah. yeah. Get out the way of the bull, you idiot. <laughs> yeah. um, was that? that was bullfighting summed up in one sentence. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, so <laughs> you'll rip your anus like a cheap Velcro wallet. Yeah, <laughs> it's um, yeah. So it's full of great little sight gags and great little kind of off the cuff lines. But mm. ultimately, like you say, there's a real kind of sadness and kind of melancholy through the whole thing. It's a man trying to deal with his grief. Yeah, absolutely. And it, it, it's kind of weird because it's all kind of weird and wonderful. And then as you start to realise it, it kind of takes on like a strange. Poignancy, yeah, kind yeah. of a weird tone that makes it feel. Yeah. It feels it's kind not of, just balmy. There is something to it. Below yeah, the surface. exactly. Yeah. yeah, 
Yeah, no. So overall, I enjoy. I think it's definitely worth watching. Yeah, I'd say that. I don't, I'm not sure I'd rush out to buy it, or the fact, or, or I'd say I, I really loved it, but mm. I think it's it really is worth watching because to see what you can do for less than a million pounds, mm. I mean that. I mean, it is incredible. Mm. I mean, it's brilliantly done, and I'm sure you know. You know, if you look at the techniques they use, laying mm. lots of green screen and things like that, it's, it could be quite simple to achieve that. I mean, you'd obviously have to work very hard to get it to that high standard, but it's you know, yeah, it's it's interesting. I think. Excellent, mm. lovely. Um, that was quite short. Right. Uh, <laughs> no, it's no problem. Um, I don't have any funny titles or reviews, just simply because I've run straight in from a premiere no, into I didn't a studio. Have time. Um. So I guess we should shuffle on to Argo. I guess we're kind of cracking through this right now. Yeah, aren't we? indeed. Um, okay. So I better recap, I guess. Yeah, you had with a mouthful of. Yeah, sorry about that. Mouthful of chocolate muffin. Um, so Argo is the. Uh, fictional... Hands up! Who hasn't heard of Argo? Right, yeah, yeah. It's the the, the fictionalised story of um, a rescue attempt by the CIA and the Canadian government and the American government. Uh, to rescue six hostages. Well, they weren't hostages, really. They were kind of escapees from a hostage situation. Yes. Um, from Iran uh, in 1979-1980. Mm-hmm. Um, and they devised this wacky plot to have their their agent, who's played by Ben Affleck, he's their uh, exfiltration expert, they yes. call him. That's a great um, word, isn't it? It is brilliant, yeah. Um I think it's because you hear, you hear the word infiltration yeah. so much with spy and yeah. war movies that exfiltration it's you can't think it's, about. It's up there with defenestration, which yeah. means to throw oneself through a window. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, so they send him in and he goes in under the guise of a uh, movie producer and the six uh, kind of, I don't know what you call them because they're not hostages, the no, six no. would-be hostages, yeah. um, then poses his crew and then they attempt to get on a flight mm-hmm. straight out. Um so yeah, it's pretty much based on true true events. There's a few things they've had to yeah, embellish I've read, I and change, a, and yeah, I have read the story behind this. Yeah, so um, you know, obviously, because when things like this, you've got to kind of make it into a movie, so you're mm. going to have to change bits and pieces. But in it, that's it in a nutshell, really. What, yeah. did, what did you think? Um, I honestly don't think it's anything I can fault with it. It's really good. It, it is, deserves it? all of the accolades it's yeah. been given. Well, we should, I mean, everyone should know about yeah. it. One best picture at the Oscars. And, yeah. You know. um, we should uh, mention something you said after we finished recording last week was uh, that you watched the extended cut. Yeah, it's like not nine it has extra, an extra minutes. Nine minutes. Yeah. Um, I've no idea what those nine minutes are. No, me either. I think they might go at the front of the movie because that maybe. seems there to was, be there where was it was. Maybe a bit one longer. or two scenes I thought kind of I could see, I could understand why that might. You could down. lose that, and you wouldn't lose. Yeah, anything. absolutely. Yeah. So I think yeah. there's a the guy retiring. Mm, yeah. It's like, but yeah, it's hard to pick out what it, what it mm-hmm. is that's been removed. Um, the only thing I didn't really like and thought you probably could have done without mm-hmm. was the I'm neglecting my kids stuff. Right. But I understand that the Hollywood movie has to have that. Yeah. Going with it, but yeah, the rest well, it of puts it, him because it kind of puts him in peril as well as the. The other people, as it were. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I liked I liked it from the use of the seventies Warner Brothers logo at the beginning. Absolutely, me um, too. To the uh, uh, digitally added film grain. Yeah. Uh, and and scratch. The, like, there are some tiny bits of dust and scratches because mm. I, I'm pretty sure this was shot digitally. I I was at an event where um, 
Ben Affleck talked about all the techniques and he went into great nerdy detail about the lenses and the cameras and stuff. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure they shot digitally but with 70s lenses on mm. the cameras and then grained it up in post. Yeah, now I read somewhere... Oh, they, they, what they did was um, he shot everything twice as wide and twice as big. Right. So so basically his frames were huge mm-hmm. and then he cropped punched in, in, punched in to like uh, to, to a tiny section of it. Oops, mm-hmm. To a tiny section We're of it, just sorry. thumping the hell out of these yeah. microphones. Um, yeah, so then he'd zoom into a tiny yeah. section, which was the frame he initially wanted, yeah. uh, just to really pull the grain and make it really... They did, um, yeah. they did something similar with Dread, actually. Oh, really? Okay. I remember... Um, I still haven't seen that. When we had um, Carl Urban hanging around, right. as he, he does in this very room... Um, he said the the director um, shot on red cameras, which shoot a resolution called 4K, so mm. essentially 4,000 pixels wide. Yeah. Uh, look at your HDTV at home. Imagine something four times that size. That's the frame of a of a yeah. red 4K. So they'd shoot at, shoot at 4K, but they did the master. They mastered the film at 2K, so half that size. Yeah. So he got his wide and his close up all in one shot. Oh, that's clever. And that's how, that's kind of how they save the money. Right. So you right. do half as many takes. Yeah. And just uh, just crack through it. Oh, that's clever. Um, anyway, yes, I'll go. Yeah, um, yeah I like uh, I like the use of the storyboards and things as mm. the opening history lesson is very yeah. clever. Yeah. Um, uh, you said you thought the first half an hour might be a bit slow. Yeah. I didn't think that at all. Oh, really? No, not at it all. It pulled you um, straight in. Mm. Um, I, I wrote very few notes. That's always a good sign. Uh, exactly. Yeah. Um, I did, I did write with all the big moustaches and flares it looks like a serious version of Anchorman <laughs> yeah it does actually particularly yeah. um, uh, I think Scoot is it Scoot McNary's Scoot McNary, he's got yeah. that big yeah. that massive tash yeah. yeah he looks like he should be running around Ron Burgundy's newsroom yeah um, what are, I've written just like oh the scene you talked about with um, Alan Arkin going yes. to see Max Klein. Yeah, yeah. I recognise that actor as well. Yeah, I he, know him he from was in Spin, Spin City, Gary Enthusiasm. Yeah. Uh, he does loads of voiceover work. He does, um, yeah. He's got yeah. a very distinctive voice. He has, yeah. yeah. That is a great scene. It's amazing. It's brilliant. Um, and Alan Arkin, actually all the performances overall are really good in this. Yeah. You can't, mm-hmm. you, like I said, you can't really fault anything. It's no. not spectacular and blow away and pyrotechnics all over the place. No. It's just a really, really solid film. Yeah, it is. I think it's a really solid thriller as well. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, One of the things in tone I would kind of compare it to a little bit is kind of like Charlie Wilson's War, where, yeah. where it's kind of like it's a, it's a I real... I enjoyed this far more than I enjoyed Yeah, that, I thought though. you probably would. Mm. And it's, it's, a, it's that kind of... This is a true story, but we're going to show, you know, there's a bit of humour in there and there's mm. a bit, you know, there's some suspense. and Yeah, Um I like Michael Parks showing up. Yeah. As a storyboard artist. Yeah. Do you know who that storyboard artist is? No. Jack Kirby, who's like a oh. really famous comic book artist. Yeah. 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 He's, he's like a legendary comic book artist. Oh, wow. Cool. Because um, I was like, when I saw the credits, I was expecting it to be Michael Parks' storyboard guy. And it's yeah. Michael Parks, Jack, Jack Kirby. Kirby. Like, Holy crap. And yeah. apparently, they had somebody especially reproduce Jack Kirby's drawing oh, really? style for the storyboards. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Cool. Um, uh, Brian Cranston probably gets my favourite line in the film, <laughs> right? Which is when they're going into uh, to pitch their, or, or right, the higher ups have kind of got wind of the idea, and they're yeah, going in to yeah. talk to the two guys 
Mm -hmm. uh, the two higher ups about this mission and how it's going ahead. Yeah. And just before they step to the door, he says, "Brace yourself." It's like talking to those two old fucks from the Muppets. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is full of great little lines. Actually, yeah. Yeah. we can get ethnically appropriate kids. That had me howling <laughs> yeah, with I laughter. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Was it? Was it? We're going to drop these into ter into Tehran with yeah, the, ki yeah. the kids. Those are African kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, oh, the, the other thing that uh, there was a big gap. The, my next note after that. And yeah. you know how much film comes between this and then is yeah. who'd have thought a bunch of people waiting in airport queues to, could be so I tense. Know, I know that. I swear. Everything that, in the airport. Yeah. Absolutely. They ring tension out of everything. Yeah. The tickets, the queue. The, yeah. Absolutely. I, I, I was, the waiting for John Goodman to pick up a phone. I know. For God's sake. The, I could not believe the amount of suspense that yeah. they got out of that whole sequence. Yeah. But... You know they escaped, <laughs> and you're still even like right down to the moment the wheels leave the tarmac, and not even that. It's, yeah. it's they wait for the announcement that it's leaving yeah. Iranian yeah. airspace. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's the thing is that even through all of that, it was kind of like you know they're going to escape. Yeah. But and and you're not just only like, is it a true story, and you know they escaped. It's Hollywood. You're going to get the happy ending. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're going to get away. And and all throughout that thing, it's just like they're just waiting in line, and I'm really really anxious. <laughs> and it's just like and, and and now they're just having their tickets looked at. I'm really really anxious. It's like and now they're just boarding a plane, and I'm really really anxious. And you're like gripping things because yeah. it's just like you're on the edge of your seat. And I, I was amazed that that it did that. Yeah, and I wondered. I thought to the point: if this gets any more tense, then I'm gonna lose. I'm gonna. I'm gonna be like. <laughs> I might uh, have to turn it off. And well, no, it's go just and have a little thing. I'll be, I'll be like, if I get any more tense, I'll be like, oh, this is just stupid. Yeah, because it's just, it's just playing yeah. those emotions, as it were. But in it, I never got to that point. No, I thought, it's I thought, just the right amount. It is, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I do. I think Affleck did a, a phenomenal job. He's, to, um, you know, I think. Yeah, he's, he's turned into a pretty good director. I haven't yeah. seen Gone Baby Gone or The Town. No, I've uh, Gone Baby Gone is on Netflix, so I'm yeah. probably going to try and watch it now we've seen the this. The Town is on Netflix as well. Oh, is it? Or is that on the I hadn't film? spotted it. Um, but no, I want to I want to I've see definitely both of those. seen it on a streaming service. Okay. Uh, well, I haven't I haven't watched either. I've heard I've heard good things about Gone Baby Gone. I've heard less good things about The Town. Really? Because I heard the other way around. Oh, really? Yeah. That's interesting. Yes. Hmm. Um yeah, no, I've. Uh, everybody should watch Argo. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it, it's um, despite its inac uh, historical inaccuracies, because mm. I mean, all of that tense bit we were just talking about—that never happened. No, no, uh, I know. yeah. That so that's completely made up for the movie, but mm. but it gives you the ending you need. Yeah, I, I think that's it's it's the perfect way to it's deal with that story. It's inspired by a true story rather than telling, telling a true, a true story. story. Yeah. Um, what I found interesting was, did you at any point think the film made the Iranians out to be, like, the bad guys? Um, not Iran as a country and not Iranians in general. The, uh, the only but person... there, are, there is, like, a hit squad that are going from door to door. Yeah, absolutely. But, but I imagine there probably was a yeah, exactly, hit squad going yeah. from door to door looking what I for thought missing was Americans. Quite, that's what I thought was quite interesting, because given that this, like, the, you know, the climate now with Iran, I could have thought this would be a perfect time for the Americans to kind of go... These are the bad guys. These are the mm. bad guys. These are the bad guys. and they don't really. They talk about the Ayatollah, yeah, and he he kind of is widely renowned as a bad guy. Yeah. He was a pretty awful person, but they, I was I was quite pleased mm. that it didn't drum the politics. Yeah, do you know what yeah. I mean? They kept it to the situation, and it was just kind of like your. Well, I think one of the things that did that dealt with that really well was the maid. I was actually going to bring her up because you're it's set up for her to give them away, yeah, and you expect it, and when it comes to the point, she doesn't do it, yeah, and and you kind and that, of actually that's a pretty tense scene as it well, is. where her yeah. and the the head of the hit squad are like, 
have the the gate between them. Yeah, and, and it's you're just like you're willing her not to give away yeah. that they've been at this house, mm. and uh, you you just kind of think at that point you kind of think, well, okay, you, now you're portraying these these are these are normal people, and there's no. You know, you can't just tar them all with unbrushing. It's not, yeah. not these are the bad guys. Mm. And just because she's Iranian, she's going to do it. She actually kind of, uh, you know, holds off the, the hit squad, as it were. Mm. Uh, yeah, I, I thought there were loads of great, really tense little scenes. Mm. And then there were loads of great, really funny little scenes. Yeah, mostly in the Hollywood Exactly, yeah, yeah, mostly with uh, Alan Arkin. Yes. Um, but yeah. I really enjoyed all of that. I, mm. I loved the, like, the, the press conference where they do the live script reading. Yeah, and just, that was, uh, that's the kind of... A thing that didn't ring true. Does that ever has that ever happened? A, a live script reading in costume? I don't know. No, I think they. I think they might that have done it in 1979. Story. Yeah, I think that that this that was part of the story. Mm. I, but it's, you say that it's the sort of thing that people do. You know, I, I don't know if they've been specifically done this, but now that's what you do at Comic Con. Yeah. yeah, you do do the big press conferences. Yeah, yeah. and you do do things like that. And it's mm. like. Um, I don't. I don't know if you've ever seen where they uh, they got all the the like legendary voice talent to read Star Wars and New Hope. Yes, and, and I haven't seen it. Like I've that. heard of it. I really yeah. want to see it. You should watch it. It's only like half an hour's worth, but it's, yeah, it's, it's really worth. It's it. like Billy West yeah. and John DiMaggio. And yeah, and ba- basically all that happens is someone says, "Okay, in this scene, we've got this character, this character, this character. You're playing him. You're playing her. You're playing him. I want you to do this impression, that impression, this impression, mm. and they do it. And hearing someone." do R2-D2's lines as Christopher Walken <laughs> is probably one of the funniest things I've ever heard in my life. And it is, when you hear them say that, I think all he does is beep and whistle. How's that going to work? And mm. it is just genius. So yeah, to me, I, I kind of see what you mean, but it didn't, it didn't phase me when that happened in the movie. I, I didn't no. kind of suddenly go, oh, I don't, I don't think the they would have done that. The other thing that made me question, I might have to check out Right. Is at the end where the police, Iranian police, are chasing them down the tarmac. Yeah, they do appear to be driving giant Plymouth American black and white police cars. That could be possible. Was that the official police vehicle of Iran in 1980? I don't know. I don't know. But but it stood out enough that made me. Yeah, maybe I don't know. It depends because obviously that's the whole thing with that you know that sort of region. There are all sorts of weird political deals being done, and it just happened mm. that at that point you had the Ayatollah in control. But before that, where you had the Shah, I would mm. imagine there would have been quite a lot of import export and yeah, because you know the the Americans have got to trade something off for the oil, haven't they? I guess so. Yeah, giant oil guzzling cars. What a yeah. There, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yes, um, yeah. Argo comes highly recommended by both of us. Yeah, excellent. I'm pleased you enjoyed it. Good. Yeah. Do you happen to have anything sitting on your phone over there that you should be reading oh, out yeah, right now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Thanks. That's because I don't normally do this bit. Okay, so we do have a, uh, a review sent in mm-hmm. on Facebook. Um, it was sent to us as a Facebook message because the comment wouldn't work. Right. Um, I don't know why. Uh, but it is from Theo Bizard. Really? Yeah. Um, Theo says, The hostages were the weakest part of this film. The majority of the scenes were more than ent- were more entertaining slash suspenseful when they had no dialogue or they were not present, mm-hmm. um, which I can kind of kind of see. Uh, they, yeah, um, the climactic end scene was mostly well done, but I felt cheated to find out nothing similar to the actual confront uh, confrontation. Uh, I felt this is why he doesn't usually exactly, do this. Bit. Yeah, I felt cheated to find out nothing similar to that actual confrontation ever happened mm. so i'm 
switching some words around here. Um, if they're going to dramatise the story, why not turn the hostages into people I might want to care about? Okay. See, I actually did. I, th- I thought they were... Yeah. They didn't They didn't kind of really bring the, their characters out because you wanted to count, concentrate on the on the Ben Affleck side yeah. of the story. Um, but I, I think I, that there was enough that I cared. Mm. Uh, one of my favourite ones of things was when they were all told they were going to be Canadian film crew and they mm. were looking at their dossiers. And yeah. I was like, I don't know... Uh, there's just a guy, one of them who doesn't really have a lot. It's he's the cameraman. Like a, yeah, yeah, he's got a huge tash, and yeah, he yeah. just goes, "Oh, so I'm okay." Yeah, <laughs> that was yeah. it. That's was, was like almost his only line in the whole yeah. film. Um, anyway, back to uh, back to uh, Theo. Uh, bonus points to Ben Affleck for growing a beard to make me forget that I dislike his face. <laughs> uh, definitely number one out of the two films that I've seen in the cinema this year, though. <laughs> we need to find out what the other one is. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully something awful, something really terrible. I don't know. I don't, I've no idea. Well, uh, Theo, if you're listening, please tell us what was the other film uh, that you saw in the cinema, and uh, if we've if we've covered it, yes, or if we've spoken about it, or want to see it, maybe we'll chat yes. about it. Um, before we move on to pictures, yes, I'm going to take you all the way back to episode two. Okay, where wow. we re- where we watched uh, Team America: World Police. Wow, a whole fifty-one episodes. I know. Ago. Um, my sister has been making her way through all the right. episodes and watching movies. Oh, really? And okay, kind of excellent. catching up. So uh, she sent an email. All right. And she says, Hi, uh, I thought the best way to nurse my slight hangover on this Sunday afternoon would be to veg out in front of some DVDs. I put Team America on and I thought I'd made a huge mistake as I watched the opening titles. It was far too loud. Right. However, I persevered with the explosions and told myself to stop being a wimp and I'm so glad I did. <laughs> I laughed almost all the way through. It's got all the sort of jokes you shouldn't really laugh at but can't help yourself. The running 9-11 gag creeps me up every time. <laughs> I was crying with laughter when I heard Joe's explanation of why he didn't trust actors and also during the scene with the quote-unquote tigers. Right. Overall, I think it should be billed as the ultimate hangover cure. <laughs> Excellent. And so, two yep. pitches. Okay. Who wants to go first? Um, I don't mind. All right. Do you want to go first? How have you, my, I can see your Argo notes from yeah, here. Yeah. Why do they start two-thirds <laughs> of the way down the page? Because what I tend to do with a movie I pitch, mm. right, is I tend to write the little synopsis at the top. Right. And then I tend to write the cast list right. underneath and the director and things mm. like that, just as a reference. You forgot point. to do all those and, things. And, and I, start, I started watching it and realised I didn't have time. I was already engaged in it. I didn't have time to write it all out. So I thought if I start where I started which is about you know a quarter from the bottom of the page, yeah. I'd have room to put mm-hmm. that in later, and I just forgot. Okay. So, yeah. It's still not good as the one where you've even forgot to write the title. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, my pitch is going to be quite short, so I don't know if you want to... Okay. Mine's going to probably be fairly short as well. All right, okay. Um, yeah, so I'm going to pitch you a film that I've spoken to you about a lot anyway. Okay. Um, uh, I'm going to pitch you a film that over here was called The Moguls. Right. Uh, in America, it was called The Amateurs. Yes, um, yes, it was. Yeah, um, it's a really kind of gentle, laid-back uh, kind of I don't know, just kind of really simple comedy. Um, nothing. I don't know. It's it's very difficult to to describe it. It's just mm-hmm. kind of very low key, mm-hmm. but very entertaining mm-hmm. uh, and very kind of you know gentle. I guess um, it's a really simple premise. There's a kind of a, a guy who's reached middle age. Uh, who's uh, his name's Andy, and he's played by Jeff Bridges. And uh, one day he goes to visit his ex-wife and son, who have 
she's remarried and uh, they've moved into this new house and the guy she's married is obscenely rich. Mm -hmm. He has a huge house and uh, Andy finds that his son has a whole basketball court in his bedroom and all this kind of stuff. So he feels somewhat kind of, you know, uh, sidelined by the grandeur that his son now experiences. Mm -hmm. And this kind of sends him into almost into a midlife crisis where he decides he needs to achieve something um, with his life. So he decides when he gets back to his little town and it's a very tight-knit, small community... Uh, he puts his thinking cap on and he thinks and thinks and thinks and decides what he wants to do and what he could do and what he could do with all of his friends and the whole community could do together and everyone would benefit from. Mm -hmm. So he decides that they're going to make a porno. Right. And this is basically the story of how all of those people figure out how they're going to make a porno film. Mm -hmm. And it's got just... A phenomenally brilliant cast. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got Jeff Bridges in the lead. Uh, there's Joe Pantoliano, mm-hmm. uh, whose name is some idiot, and every, everyone refers to him as some or some idiot. <laughs> um, and he really wants to be the writer director. Right. Uh, there's um, Tim Blake Nelson, who mm. you might not know the name, but you might recognize. Yeah, he's the from face. My Brother Where Art There. Yeah, yeah that's, that's right. what yeah, I know yeah, from. Yeah, yeah. So uh, he plays a fridge repairman and mm. he becomes the producer. Um, you've got William Fickner, mm-hmm. uh, who just, he get he probably get he probably gets some of the best lines in this movie, but the best performance is somebody else, I think. Okay. Uh, he probably gets some of the best lines, he, and he plays like a custodian of a church, so he, he's just like the guy that... Just, keeps the graveyard Mm -hmm. neat and whatever and he just basically he just wants to stand he'll put his money in and he wants to stand on set so he can watch right so they make him the executive producer Mm -hmm. um probably my favorite performance is ted danson okay uh and he uh, he, he's just called moose (laughs) and i'll leave it at that all right um then there's Patrick Fugit, who you'll know from Almost Famous. Yes, the young kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, he plays like the young kid who runs the video store, and he's got a, he, so he becomes a cinematographer mm-hmm. because he knows about movies. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's a whole host of other people that you'll you'll recognise. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's it's one of those films that uh, if it wasn't about making a porno, would it be a film for old people? Even though it is making about porn, uh, making a porno, it, it's still a film it's for still, old people. Still a film for old people. It, it's just, it's just completely charming all the way through. Right. And and you know, a bit like Little Miss Sunshine, where mm-hmm. you just completely believe the characters and you mm-hmm. just like them. Mm. It, that's how you feel making this movie. Because right. even even though the spark for this is this uber rich guy, who's the the stepdad. He's a thoroughly likable guy as well. Mm-hmm. He's not like an evil stepdad who's yeah. got loads of money. He's just a nice guy. He just happens to be rich. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of what I like about it. There's no one where kind of really nasty in it or whatever. And they, it's just you watch these people just trying to struggle and figure out how they can do something and how that how it how it either enriches their lives or doesn't. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And it's just like I said, some the performances are just brilliant I, I mean William Fickner is probably one of my favourite kind of character actors mm. anyway I think he's uh, usually pretty good value yeah I don't think I've ever seen him do anything bad mm. and again I don't think I've ever seen Jeff Bridges do anything particularly bad either no. um, yeah I just it's a great movie there's some brilliant little scenes some very funny one liners and mm. uh, but it's just kind of gentle and nice uh, along with it 
Okay, so. that's it really. Lovely. A movie about making movies. Yeah. I have for you a movie about making movies. You're kidding, no, really? No, no, Excellent. mine's a documentary though. Oh, okay. Um, uh, it, in fact, it won the 1999 Sundance Documentary Prize. Mm-hmm. Uh, New York Times listed it as one of the thousand best movies ever made. Right. And the International Documentary Association have called it one of the 20 best documentaries of all time. Okay. Wow. It's called American Movie. Right. Uh, and <laughs> the easiest way to sum it up is uh, a cashless and clueless uh, filmmaker in Milwaukee attempts to make his masterpiece. And we follow the whole process from 1995 to 1997. Okay. Um, we... Kind of joke when we do documentaries on here. It's like Christopher Guest come to life. Yes, this is like Christopher really? Guest come to life. Yeah, Excellent. Uh, I saw this um, before finding it on Netflix and deciding I was going to pitch it to you. Yeah, um, I'd only seen this once before. Right, uh, and I saw, I saw it at the cinema when it was released at the Prince Charles in London. Oh yeah, and when I came out, there were people asking them asking each other if it was real. Really? And okay. it's 100% real. Brilliant. All these people exist. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, I don't... Uh, I don't know what to tell you about it. The main guy's a guy called Ma- uh, Mark Borkart, I think is how you pronounce his surname. Right. Uh, and he is... Um, he's a very passionate and driven man. He mm. loves he loves horror cinema. Right. Um, and he wants to make... Um, he wants to make his, his horror masterwork. Um right called uh, Northwestern. Okay. And he's determined it's going to be shot stark black and white and it's going to be done on a low budget and he's going to make make this movie. Yeah. Um, he also has a series of shorts behind him, one of which mm-hmm. is unfinished. Right. Um, and so some time and attention is devoted to that as well. I don't want to tell you too much about it, no, but you get, to see, yeah. you get to see th- this man trying to make his films. Um, mm. And there's a whole lot more beyond that with his life as well. Some of the things that these people come out with, you won't believe. <laughs> right. There are some incredibly funny lines. Okay. Mark is a good talker and he's good at getting people to believe in him and get behind him. Right. Apart from his own family. <laughs> right. his, this is a quote from his own brother. He's best suited to working in a factory, maybe. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Um, I honestly don't. I, uh, my notes are just a whole load of scenes I like and okay, characters fine. I like. Excellent. So it's much easier to talk about it next week. Yeah. Um, That's often the way. But yeah, uh, I, I would say, um, I don't know what I would say. I really <laughs> don't. I really don't. It's one of those films, I just want to see your reaction. Okay, to it. fine. All right, all right. I just want to see your reaction to it. Fair enough. Um, but yeah, keep an eye out for the shooting of Shot 37. Shot 37. Which okay. has me... I'd, uh, I'd seen as a clip before I saw it in the cinema. Then mm. I saw it in the cinema. There's this. And it's something that has stayed with me. It makes me howl with laughter every time I watch okay. it. Excellent. Um, that's it. I can't... Yeah. yeah. Fair enough. I can't give you any more than that. That's without, right. I don't want to ruin anything. Yeah. Um, I, on mm-hmm. this iPad... Oh, I do. Yes, I thought I didn't have the plugs and thanks, but I do. Hey. We're done, I guess. Really? Yeah, yeah. I guess we are. Because we don't have any titles and any reviews. And yeah, I know. We've read all the emails yeah. and stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, shame it's a bit short this week. Sorry, apologies. Yeah. Well, it's it's been... good to do a short one every now and again. I guess, I guess. It's been a bit... We'll go home. Yeah, well, it's been a bit... Um... In, in, in some good news, I have the feeling back in my finger, Oh, excellent. Least, that's good. That's good. I guess, you know, we've been a bit uh, under the... Cosh the last few days, really trying to get everything ready for this big, big move. So, yes, yeah, yes. So, hopefully, we'll return next week. Yes, hopefully, um, we will keep people updated via 
Facebook, Twitter, and the blog, yes. I would imagine. Speaking um, of those things. Yes. That's a good segue, my friend. It was unintentional. Good. Um, but don't tell them that. <laughs> You'd ruin the magic. Um, you can find us on Twitter, at HYS Podcast. That's nice and easy. Send us little 140 characters about movies and things, especially yeah. ones we've talked about. That's helpful. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, on Facebook, we are facebook.com slash have you seen podcast. The blog is have you seen.net. Mm-hmm. Um, now more up to date than ever. Yeah. Uh, and email is podcast at have you seen.net. Mm. Um, we like retweets, especially of show tweets. We yeah. like um, likes and shares on Facebook. Yes, absolutely. Uh, we like reviews on iTunes. All of these make us more visible. Yeah, uh, which means more people will listen, mm-hmm. and it makes it more worth doing. Yeah, absolutely. And we get you know the more people listen, the more listener pitches we'll receive, the more absolutely. reviews Send we'll get, in. and everything. So yeah, we we love kind of getting all of those bits and pieces. Mm. We do. We mm-hmm. like hearing from you. Yes, absolutely. Um, thank you as always to Upbeat Productions for the use of this studio. This yep. is probably the last one recorded in this studio. It will be. Yeah. Quite definitely, because yep. this 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 entire building will probably be destroyed on uh, Monday. Well, not actually on Monday, but as of next week, they're yeah. going to put it down. So yeah. yeah. So this will be the last one. We'll be hopefully moving to a brand spanking new studio, but that might hopefully it'll be, be constructive. But we have to record a new show. It, well, otherwise, it might be in an echoey office somewhere else you, in the building. I can tell you that uh, I, I saw it today, mm. and I, w- I do you know what <laughs> the level of craftsmanship on the plaster mm-hmm. you would not believe uh, seriously really? i was astounded <laughs> i mean I, I, tune in I, next week for more discussion of building materials <laughs> seriously myself and the, the other people there we spent ages just feeling the walls because they were Stroking so the small it was like so, <laughs> so small so smooth it was just i, I seriously <laughs> i've never seen plaster so smooth wow it was really like amazing. Well, so score one um, for the Albanians. Yeah. The, so that's that's kind of the, you know the next. I think the next step they've got to you know paint it and furnish it and mm-hmm. put in sound uh, sort of you know foam and all sorts of bits and pieces. So uh, that's going to be done over the next couple of weeks. I think. Um, yeah. So it's taking shape. The new studio. Excellent. Yeah. Thank you also to uh, Alexia Mom, our technical wizard. Absolutely. Uh, our beardless technical wizard. It came off yes. for comic relief. Yeah, that was quite an exciting. Yeah, yeah. If uh, there's a video, and if you'll let me put it on the internet, I'll stick it in the blog. Yeah, and you absolutely. can see you can see our technical guru. Yeah, um, not amazingly losing his Samson-like powers. No, no, no. he seems to have no remained strong and resolute. What What is quite amazing is that I mean, he uh, we we did he did the shave on Friday, didn't he? Yeah, and and he, he nearly has a full beard yeah. now. Yes, which yeah. is, he did on Friday, and today is Tuesday as of recording. Yeah, that's and, right. Uh, yeah. yeah, he has a full bit back. He's a he's a hirsute man. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. Absolutely, I think. Yeah. So next week is uh, movies about movies. Hopefully next week. Uh, Hopefully next week. Yes, yeah. uh, I think I will. You should be able to do it. I, yes. I reckon we will. We might be a bit echoey if yeah. we're um, if we're in a bigger room or something that's mm. not a proper studio. But uh, we should find somewhere to be able to record one of these. Yeah. Um, so. The moguls slash the amateurs, depending on where you're from, where yeah. you're, where you're from, mm-hmm. and uh, the very easily titled American, American movie. movie. Brilliant. And uh, well, that's going to be a nice little uh, kind of almost like an unintentional special next Yay. week on films about films. There we go. Perfect. Um, and we'll see you then. Yeah, absolutely. Bye. Bye. I'll go fuck yourself. (laughs) I knew you would do that.